Blog Talk Radio. On tonight's episode of Confession. Confession? Jeffrey Epstein killed himself in jail while waiting trial. We're going to discuss hot girl summer. And a Georgia woman goes on a rant bragging about infecting men with HIV. What's good, you guys? This is your host, Angel Bunkina. And I'm your host, John Othello. And you are listening to the one and the only Confession. Confession. Hey, 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 John, how's your we ball? <laughs> uh, my weekend's been pretty good. You? Uh, not too much, not too much. Um, this weekend we had a get-together for Chris because it was his birthday on Wednesday. Um, yes, yes. Yeah, yesterday I went to my homegirl's baby shower. It's beautiful. You know, it was good to see everybody. Um, and then today we went out for brunch, me and Chris, randomly because I was just like, you want some breakfast? I want some breakfast, but neither one of us felt like cooking. You know, so we just went to uh, this brunch spot. We had a great time. Bottomless samosas, you know. I have a headache now because I feel like I drank too many of them. But um, oh, no. I had a lot of fun. <laughs> I also, I reconnected with, like, two of my best friends from, like, my childhood. Like, I was in, I've known them both since I was, like, in elementary school. Yeah, and wow. I randomly was just like, yeah, it's just, it's just, you know, Messenger, you know, the app Messenger. My my phone app, because I don't have Facebook or anything, I didn't know that you could access Messenger without having, you know, um, without having, like, a Facebook, Facebook and all that other shit. So Yeah, um, I didn't either. I was just like, yeah, and I was just like, let me see if, you know, if I could look for somebody, you know, and I found both of them, yeah, and... It was just so good to hear from them, and we was just cracking up as usual, just being real goofy. Just felt like old times. So, yeah, I told them both, you know, when it's convenient to come visit and vice versa. So, but it was really good just reconnecting because, like, we literally all grew up together, and I've not spoken to either one of them in at least like four years. Like one, um, he has like he has like two kids now. You know, one's a three year old. I was just like, oh my god, like that is insane. Like, you have two children, you know. So it's really <laughs> good to to hear from them, yeah, and and see they both mm-hmm. are doing well. So, yeah. How was your weekend? Yeah, that sounds lovely. My weekend was nice. Um, Friday, I got off work early. I had a half day. And um, I'm doing audit. I'm auditing at work. Um, some of the, uh, I don't know, like trading gain loss and um, like automatic trades and, and manual trades and stuff like that at work. So I got off early, but I knew I was going to have to come in on Saturday to get some more work done. Um, so I went to work Saturday morning for a couple hours. But I got off work on Friday because I wanted to go and visit my grandpa. I see he called me twice in one week or maybe twice in about two weeks and it bothered me because I haven't seen my granddad in over a year. Um, and he stays right here in Milwaukee. So I'm just being a bad granddaughter. 
Um, so I went to go and visit my granddad, and I took my, my mom, my, you know, all my kids, everybody came. And it was nice. I, I, my auntie Deborah, she's um, she's paralyzed. Um, she she lives there as well, and so um, she had a, a nasty fall last year. She broke her neck, and she got paralyzed. And um, I went there, and I had a grown-up conversation with her because last time I I'm going to be 100% honest with you guys. Last time I remember speaking with my auntie, she told me that I was never going to graduate from school because it was too hard for my auntie, who was a, a, an attorney, you know, and a director at a, a very well-known law firm, um, because it was too hard for her. She was having a tough time in school. So because she was having a tough time in school, I'm not going to make it. And, you know, when I went to go and had that grown-up conversation with her and talked to her, we spoke with my dad, who's passed away almost 20 years now. And um, we talked about, you know, her her degrees and how she got her master's a few years ago and, you know, how she was saying, oh, I'm, I'm gonna, I, w- I expected to retire at 62. I told everybody I'll retire at 62, but I didn't expect to retire this way. You know, and I thought that was deep, you know, because she was always a real nasty woman. She was a Scorpio, like me. And so um, I just felt like, dang, that's crazy, you know, that all of this happened to her. But it was a really good, positive conversation. And when she mentioned about her degrees, I showed, let her know, like, hey, by the way, you know, I remember, well, I didn't say, like, I remember you told me I wasn't going to be shit, you know what I'm saying? But I was just like, yeah, I graduated too, and I'll be graduating with my MBA in a few months. And she was just telling me how proud she was of me, and that made me really happy because, um, you know, I, I've always been like the, the daughter who nobody really spoke of. You know, I really don't see them. And I honestly, I probably haven't seen her. She says it's been about seven years. I remember 15, about 15 years of her so um or possibly even longer so that's the the one thing but overall it was a really good time and i really enjoyed myself with my grandpa and i'm going to try and make a myself a commitment to visit my granddad every month number one so that was really nice and then also i went to the casino yesterday my pot of water me with my little sister and her fiance and um and also my husband and we had a really fun time we drank ate food um don't y'all hate drinks? Don't you hate when you go to a restaurant with somebody and every time you go to a restaurant, they ask always complaining. That's Angelina ass. That's my little sister for y'all. Okay, she's like, mm, this burrito falling apart. This drink not strong enough. I should have had two extra fries. Where is the margarita? I'm gonna tip you like girl and get them a nurse. Okay, that is so my sister. She's cracking me up because <laughs> everywhere we go, she do the same shit. So. So that had me cracking up when I was at the restaurant. This this uh rap this this rap is falling apart. Girl, you came to a restaurant. Why are you buying a wrap? You can make this shit at home, okay? Buy something that you can't make at home. And if you can make it at home, you can't make it as good at home, okay? Her ass is so disappointed. I'm like, girl. But it was really fun and we had a good time, won a little bit of cash and that's it. That was my weekend. My mom had my quick my kids and um she's also gonna be taking my kids, uh, I think Monday, next week Monday to the well, next week Friday so for five days uh, out to Wisconsin Dales and so that's going to be nice Aww. too for the kids especially my oldest to go ahead they've been on like three vacations four vacations this year she took them to Atlanta Georgia she took them to motherfucking Miami Florida she took them to Minnesota and I took them to the Wisconsin Dales mom literally be taking my kids everywhere I really love my mom and appreciate her for that because you know like I always say she wasn't the best mom but she is an amazing grandma so, um, with that oh. being said, guys, that's pretty much my weekend, you know. And well, so I, want to, I wanted to ask ahead. something. 
I want to ask something. Oh, yeah, yeah. So was it was it your aunt was it your aunt who's a successful lawyer that told you that you weren't gonna do anything? Or so, was it somebody else? So okay, so I have nobody nobody's women are my auntie. So my auntie was a successful lawyer, she's the most humble person that you have ever known in your life. You wouldn't even know that she was a lawyer because she's just so humble. But her sister, who's older, um, she was a director of, uh, what is it? She was a, of a social services. And she was the one who told me when I was like 12 years old that I was never going to graduate from college because it was too hard for my auntie, who actually became a lawyer, um, to graduate. So, you know, so and now, and she was like a mom said, mom, my aunties, everybody, they always told me how, how mean of a person she was. You know, how she had sit up there and, you know, she had down talk to everybody, how to, you ain't gonna be shit, you ain't never gonna be shit, you know, shit like that to other people. And, you know, that was just the evil Scorpio on her. Her birthday is literally on Halloween, okay? So she just uh, had a little evenness to her. And then she always, honestly, I'm gonna just give y'all my theory, and I could be 100 trillion percent wrong, but I feel like when people, they brag about shit, you know what I'm saying, your life is finally popping, you starting to brag about everything that's good that's going on in your life, that's when it's bad shit really do happen, and I know as a Scorpio, I've been already down that road where I was uh, 24 years old, and I made my first 1950 an hour, and I was so happy, and I went on Facebook, and I bragged my ass, I'm like, yes, bitch, I made 1950 an hour, I'm 24, Woo, woo, woo. I ain't even got a degree, you know what I'm saying? And literally, like, a month later, like, I lost that position. Uh, it was a contract role, and they said they needed somebody full-time, and I was still in school, you know what I'm saying? So I understand uh-huh. how people, they bragging, and they can lose what they have, and that's how I feel like my auntie, she was. I feel like she was like, I'm going to retire at 62. I just got, and she got her master's degree late, so she probably was like, I'm going to retire at 62. I'm trying to let you know I'm going to retire in five years. And she was just watch. Just watch me retire. Because I'm making all this money now. And she was making all this money, and she ended up retiring at 62 because she broke her neck and she became paralyzed. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So it's just, and so, yeah, and really it's fucked up. But she, she got, she's in her right mind, right spirit. She's, you know, she's like, I'm, I'm so blessed that she'll be alive because I can be dead. And she probably weighs like 78 pounds, so she's always been really, really skinny. Um, her whole life, never weighing over 100 pounds, never actually weighing over 95 pounds. Uh, since she had, unless she was pregnant, she, when she was pregnant, she was like maybe 120 pounds. But she was always a really, really skinny woman, you know. And so um, she's just beautiful. And I'm, I'm happy that I had the opportunity to speak with her after not speaking with her for so long. And I, it just teaches me, you know, to make sure that I am humble and you never know what, what role life is going to take you. So me personally, I try my best to be as humble as I can be and not really force the issue of how much money I'm making or what I'm doing well because my auntie, I, she is a fucking boss. I'm sure she has, you know, thousands, hundreds of thousands saved up in the bank. She just bought her a new house out of Mecca. Like, you know how big them fucking houses are in Methodist, Wisconsin? Like, she is a good, and she drives a, a nice Lexus, but she would never be able to tell that she makes so much money, and I really admire how humble she is, and I aspire to be as humble as her. I'm 28 years old, and I'm just trying to be a good person and, and not be, you know, that braggy individual because I know, like, as much as you have it, it can be taken away just like that. So I'm just, I'm trying my hardest. And, you know, just, just to be humble, and that's it. That's it, y'all. But um, that was a long-ass conversation that we just had for, like, the last 15 minutes, y'all. <laughs> and it was all me. But um, 
we're going to go ahead and move on to our question of the day. And I hope that what we spoke about just teaches you guys to be a little bit more humble for those who, who want to brag a little bit and explain what you guys are doing or, or boast, of, you know, and boost about it. Do what you do in silence, okay? Don't be a clown. Jim, would you like to go ahead and, well, first of all, before we move on to Jim, guys, don't forget to check us out on um, YouTube, SoundCloud, Anchor, of course, it's podcast and blog talk, send us a confession at confession2fsgmail.com. And don't forget to like, comment, rate, and subscribe, and tag us in that drama. Jim, hit them with that confession question of the day after the sparkle. All right, y'all, confession question, confession question. Why don't people get tested or use protection when they decide to get sexual with someone new? Why is this so challenging in our generation? Again, why don't people get tested or use protection when they decide to get sexual with someone new? And why is this so challenging in our generation? All right, guys. We're going to go ahead and move on to those confessionals, Jim Mosby. Othello. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. So first confessional. And this is the course of complex dot com. Um, Megan Stallion continues to bring the heat. On Thursday, the Houston based rapper released her new track called Hot Girl Summer, inspired by the inescapable catchphrase of twenty nineteen. It's about women and men being unapologetic unapologetically them just having a good-ass time, hyping up their friends, doing you, she told The Root, when asked about the Hot Girl Summer movement. Uh, you definitely have to be a person who can be the life of the party and just a bad bitch. The new record was initially expected to drop last Friday. However, Meg informed her fans there will be a brief delay, which will be so worth the wait. Uh, several days later, Meg announced Hot Girl Summer uh, will drop August 9th with guest appearances by Nicki Minaj and Ty Dolla Sign. Meg and Nikki hinted at the collaboration of joint Instagram live session in late July. So who's on the Hot Girl Summer song, Nikki asked. Oh, it's just me and Ty Dolla Sign. You know what I'm saying, Meg responded, because you know somebody. They so busy and whatnot. Um, yeah. <laughs> they so busy and whatnot. Um, <laughs> the rappers clearly knew something. We didn't. So, yeah, um, the song is out now, and it's, fire and I think it's really dope for two of these huge artists, you know, Nicki Minaj being like just uh, the biggest artist in rap uh, as far as um, women today, you know, period. And, you know, Megan Thee Stallion, who's like this new upcoming rapper and doing her thing too. And mm-hmm. on in the summer, it just makes so much sense. And I love the song. Were you able to listen to it at all? I know you didn't. <laughs> You know me well. You know me well. Um, you do know me well. So, about Hot Girl Summer, I, I don't know what it is. Um, I figured it was a song that Jen is into, like, that type of stuff. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I listen to it. But, you know, what are your thoughts on, on everything? I mean, I think it's always good to promote people being who they are, you know, and themselves and to hype their friends and stuff up. I feel like that's something that we do. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that's definitely something I do. I want my girls, my guys, my homies. You know what I'm saying? We all looking good. We out in the crowd. Like, yes, I'm about to. Bitch, you are fine, okay? Let's hyping you up. We out here. We looking. We having a good ass time. You know, that's how I feel like we go ahead and, and have a good time. You know what I'm saying? Like, can you imagine you being with yeah. a bunch of your friends 
and they looking like, mm, this motherfucker is, mm, mm, girl, look at him, just talking shit about you. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's not what friends do, you know? So, so yeah, I think that, I mean, I'm going to definitely listen to the song. seems like it's hot. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, sounds, sounds like it's what's up. Sounds like it's something I make bump in my damn car. Jump, what's going on? What do you think about it? <laughs> um, yeah, it is a dope song, uh, like I said. Um, and the whole Hot Girl movement, it started from... Just uh, Megan Thee Stallion, who she calls her, uh, well, she calls herself a hot girl, um, hot girl Meg, who's like the life of the party. Mm-hmm. And um, through that, she got like her fan base, who she calls like hotties. Um, and then it just, I guess, trickled into like this hot girl summer thing. Um, and people have just been going with it. Like, if you're on social media, like, that's pretty much the the catchphrase of anytime someone's just living their life. Excuse me. Honestly, though, living their life honestly, though, they having fun. I like, I, exactly, and I like that. I mean, she's not promoting negativity. She's not uh, promoting, you know, sexuality in a sense where you have to be out there, you know, being a hoe. She's promoting, uh, this is who you are, be who you are. It's not like Amber Rose. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this is a slut walk. You a skank ass bitch, oh prostitute ass slut. Okay, so we've been a walk because if you want to be a tramp, that's okay. Be a tramp. Like, no, bitch, that's not okay. Actually, um, but I like what she's. I like what she's doing, and I think it's gonna be hot. And I don't really listen to a lot of Megan Megan Thee Stallion, but me, if she if she's popping, you know what I'm saying. Trust me, something's gonna come across my radio, and I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Who's this older Megan? Hey, you know, different band ugly. So, that being said, is there anything that you like to add to this topic? Uh, no, ma'am. We can move on. All right, guys, on to the next topic. Okay, guys. So this is going to be a very long topic, and I hope that you guys, you know, go ahead and just bear with me. So, John, is his name Jeffrey Epstein or Jeffrey Epstein? I feel like it's, yeah, either one. I don't really know. Don't have me, don't, don't have me get to my Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, the bastard, okay. So, according to Wall Street Journal, disgraced former financer Jeffrey Epstein apparently killed himself in a Manhattan jail cell rather than face trial on charges of sex trafficking that could have kept him in prison for the rest of his life. He's 66 years old and he was found dead Saturday morning just a month over just a month after he was arrested as he was returning from Paris on his private jet. Federal prosecutors in Manhattan indicted him on two counts of related um, to sex sex trafficking of minors, which carried a maximum sentence of 45 years in prison. Um, the Deathbird conscious, uh, conspiracy theory as pretty much, and, and it's embarrassing to the Federal Bureau prisons, which um, runs the Metropolitan Correctional Center, where Mr. Epstein was housed. About two weeks ago, officials moved Epstein to a suicide watch unit after he was found unconscious with marks on his neck. Epstein had recently been taken off suicide watch, a person familiar with the matter said. 
the Federal Bureau of Investigation and Justice Department Inspector General have opened separate investigations in circumstances of Epstein's death, officials said. Now, people familiar with the investigation said that subpoenas served on Epstein's pilots and several associates after his arrest appear focused on sex trafficking charges. However, several expected the case to expand into possible financial uh, crimes and other matters. Prosecutors accused Mr. Epstein of orchestrating a year-long sex trafficking operation in which him and his associates lured dozens of girls from as young as 14 years old to his house in New York and Florida. He recruited them to perform massages in the nude, then steadily progressed to masturbation and sex acts, prosecutors said. Epstein had pleaded not guilty. At a recent hearing, U.S. District Judge Richard Behrman discussed June 2020 as a tentative trial date. In the days before his suicide, Epstein was accused of misappropriating vast sums of money from Leslie Wagner, the retail billionaire who was his most important client. On Friday, a federal appeal court judge that unsealed uh, a, a federal appeals court order. Unsealing uh, of hundreds and page, uh, pages of documents in a defamation lawsuit filed against Mrs. Maxwell in 2015 by one of Mr. Epstein's accusers, Virginia Goofy. I think that's on there. Um, the lawsuit was settled in 2017, and more documents, including full de- depositions with testimonies from Epstein's associates, could become public in the coming months. I'm assuming when his next trial will be said date. And many of the details in the unsealed documents echo allegations already made public through lawsuit, court filings, and media reports of how Epstein's closest associates recruited young women underage um, to provide massages at his home, his travels aboard his private jet with prominent politicians and business people. The recent charges against Epstein came more than a decade after Epstein signed a non-prosecution agreement with the federal prosecutors in Miami following an investigation into similar allegations in Florida. That deal, which had been criticized by victims and some lawmakers as too lenient, guaranteed Epstein wouldn't be federally charged and allow him to plead guilty to state felonies related to prostitution. His regist- he had to register as a sex offender and serve 13 months sentence while work release privileges that led him to spend much of his time outside of prison. Renewed scrutiny of the deal spurred by a sentence or by a series of articles late last year by the Miami Herald, which led to the resignation last month of President Trump. Labor Secretary Alexander Acosta, which some of you guys may remember, who had been the U.S. attorney in Miami overseeing this agreement, which is crazy. Mr. Epstein's team uh, planned to argue the Manhattan case is an improper redo of the Florida case and that the agreement was intended to apply federal jurisdictions na- uh, nationally. Federal prosecutors in Manhattan said that the 2007 deal is only binding in Miami Federal District and doesn't stop them from initiating their own case. And the Manhattan indictment also covered covered new alleged conduct that occurred in New York, which wasn't part of the Florida case, prosecutors said. 
The many victims in Jeffrey Epstein and his accomplices should not lose hope, said Robert Kaplan, a lawyer for one of the unnamed victims in Manhattan indictment. Mrs. Kaplan pleads to seek justice. Now, ending his topic, over those four decades, Epstein built a fortune of more than half a billion dollars through close relationships with a small number of rich and powerful people such as Mr. Waxner, Johnson & Johnson, Harris, Elizabeth Johnson, and a hedge fund billionaire, Glenn Dupin, or Dupin. Um, Mr. Epstein became deeply intertwined in the live records and interview shows. He served as a private wealth manager, pitching tax-saving strategies, handling prenuptial agreements, estate planning, and other personal matters. In a court filing after his arrest last month, Epstein listed more than $550 million in assets, including houses and investment accounts. Epstein earned at least $200 million through his years-long relationship with Mr. Waxner. Woo! Journey. Crazy as hell. I'm sorry. I know it was long, but I wanted to give you guys the full picture of everything that this disgusting bastard did and what is going on here. It's crazy, and I feel like this is the reason he had he had to commit suicide. See, I mean, it was no other option. Sixty-six years old doing this nasty, dirty shit. John, what are your thoughts? I agree completely. I mean, you took the words out of my mouth. I feel like he's a disgusting human being. Um, I'm not so sorry for him. That's pretty much, I feel like someone in that position, I think that's pretty much their last resort, you know. Either that or get thrown up under the jail and just have a a whole tarnished, ruined, you know, disgusting rest of your life, you know. So, you know. I don't have anything much to say about it, but, I mean, he got what he deserved, you know. I'm sure he's in hell, you know, so, (laughs) yeah. Why is it, though, Jenna, why is it that people that's so rich, why do we hear about all these rich people who can have all the bad bitches in the world to come in and get these young babies to do this disgusting shit? Like, you can't find a 20-year-old girl, woman, whatever you want to call you have to find a 14-year-old little-ass baby to come and yeah. fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck? You are a billionaire. A whole entire billionaire. Mm-hmm. Just get these fucking bitches that's in their 20s. You know what I'm saying? 30s. Get a bitch your age yeah. and I'll fix you. You know what I'm saying? Like, that makes no sense if these people are doing this dumb-ass shit. Like, you are a billionaire. And they, why would you have to get a young-ass kid and it's, it's simple, just like R. Kelly, too, because you can manipulate, you know, 14-year-olds. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, you, can, you can tell a 14-year-old what to do. A 14-year-old will feel love because a nigga is buying her a pair of tennis shoes or a purse that's not even of any fashion style. You know what I'm saying? Bitch will be happy with a, excuse me, a kid will be happy with a Walmart purse. You know what I'm saying? A woman is going to look mm-hmm. like, okay, um... Where is the Gucci? You know what I'm saying? So this it, it bothers me that this happened. But guys, we have more topics to come and we're gonna go ahead and continue to move on. And with that being said, Jen, we're list, we're waiting to listen to the next episode. Maybe I'm in topic. Right, Maybe I'm in topic. 
You said what happened? I said maybe I meant time. We're waiting to listen to the next topic. I mean, I know y'all want to listen to the next episode too, but you know, in this, in this particular moment, I meant time. <laughs> no, I was funny. I was like, uh, very confused as hell. Uh, <laughs> this is also according to Complex. A PMP comments recently revealed he had tried signing. Uh, Megan is started to quality control, but for some reason his messages were not returned. Um, it's crazy because I was on Instagram and I saw her rapping on the side of a car like doing a freestyle. She said this was like two or three years ago. This was before we even signed the City Girls. I had sent her a DM, but she never responded to it. And that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's all. That's all. Do you know who okay, she well, is? I mean, you know, she was trying to be. quality control is? Um, I know who City Girls are. I said, do you know who what quality control is? No, I don't. Like I said, I know who City so Girls are. Okay, so quality <laughs> control is who the City Girls and Migos are signed to, and P is the oh. owner of the label, and he was saying okay. recently that. Back in the day, he tried to sign Megan Thee Stallion, but Megan Thee Stallion did not respond to his DMs. Like, yeah, I reached out to her, well, and she didn't respond to But this was, like, years ago, so maybe she didn't she didn't see. But, you know, everything happens for a reason. Exactly. If she would have signed to him, who's to say she, she would not have been, I mean, who's to say she would have been as big as an artist as she was today? I feel like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, it takes, it's it's a lot that goes behind that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Behind them pushing the artist, you know, and and what worked for the City Girls may not have worked for Megan Stallion and vice versa. So, you know, even though the City Girls are big artists, I feel like, like Megan Stallion is ruling the summer right now. So, you know, I... And I'm sure they both could appreciate. I, I bet you P probably is a little salty that you know, not salty, but I, I, you know, he probably just like, damn, I could have had her. I saw the potential, you know what I'm saying? But I'm sure she doesn't care. And he also has a city girl, so it's not like he didn't win, you know. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that you're right. I think that maybe she just didn't see the DM. You know what I'm saying? Because I can't see somebody possibly being, you know. It's hitting somebody up and they're like, oh, I'm just not going to respond. You know what I'm saying? Well, when you're trying to make money, you're trying to make money at the end of the day. It's not about, you know, where the money really comes from, especially when you're trying your hardest. You know what I'm saying? you out here, you pushing yourself, you're trying to be known. You're like, nigga, okay, uh, I mean, you're going to do your research. And I feel like maybe she, if she had seen that DM, she would have done the research. But, I mean, she was popping. She was already beautiful, pretty. So she probably had a bunch of niggas in her inbox and a bunch of just in the same shit. And she was just like, oh, this is just another motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Because you got to think, like you said, P is the person who owns City Girls and Migos. But think about when City Girls and Migos came out. You know what I'm saying? Like, before City Girls and Migos, I mean, who else was P responsible for for coming out? You know, I'm sure it's a lot of people, but right at this day and age, I can't name anybody else. You know what I'm saying? like, off the top of my head. And so maybe she was thinking that it was just a joke or maybe he just wasn't serious. And like you said, to be, uh, you know what I'm saying, somebody in a position to uh, represent an artist, that takes a lot of work. 
you know, that artist knows she could primarily focus on them, at least for a certain amount of time. You know what I'm saying? So maybe she didn't think that it was going to be, you know, in, in, in that with that frame where he would focus on her for a certain amount of time. Well, I don't know. We never know what the case is. But overall, you know, like you said, everything happens for a reason, and she's out here now, you know, and she's doing good, and and she's she's popular. You know, she's she's pretty much in that main role. So, like, good for her. You know, good for you, girl. All right, guys, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and move on to the last topic, which is the rose. Okay, guys. So, according to USnews.com, unless you've been under a rock, you have either heard or saw the viral video of a Georgia woman bragging about spreading HIV. Well, the now... Georgia woman told police that she lied about being HIV positive in a viral Facebook live rant in which she claimed to have intentionally infected others. America's police Marge Herman Lamar told the Associated Press on Wednesday that Brandy Yakima Lester met with detectives and showed them her results of a September 2018 blood test indicating that she did not have HIV. Lamar said that she agreed to take an additional test um, to prove that she's still not HIV positive. America's police began investigating after receiving links last week to the video that showed Lasker naming men she claimed to have infected along with her wives and girlfriends. She stated that she was angry at the people named in the video when she posted it. Lamar said he uh, also said during the interview with investigators Tuesday, Lester also agreed to take a new blood test to prove her HIV status. And police are awaiting the results of that test before deciding whether she should face charges, Lamar said. It's a felony in Georgia to knowingly transmit HIV. America's police began investigating Friday after one of the men named in the video filed a complaint and forwarded the police link to the video. According to Georgia, to the Georgia Department of Public Works, excuse me, public health uh, documents, 2,698 people in the state were diagnosed with HIV in 2017, which is the most recent statistic in America. Is a rural southern Georgia, which is in a rural southern Georgia, which is about 140 miles south of Atlanta. Wow, that is just a hot mess. But you know what? I was telling my husband about this. I was like, you know, that's what happens when you start cheating on motherfuckers. You get HIV, okay? Because she named a motherfucker. And no, no, don't get me wrong. Cheating is not okay. And bitches spreading HIV knowingly is not okay. But this is the type of shit that comes about when you do shit like this. You know what I'm saying? You fuck around with a bitch who has a fucking disease and you want to be a whole-ass nigga. You know what I'm saying? Cheat on your wife or your girlfriend, and look what you come home with. Now you have HIV, and it's a possibility that they can have HIV. That's some fucked up ass shit. You know what I'm saying? Is it worth it in the end? You know, like that's crazy to me. And then this bitch happily, wow, yeah, I hope you die. Like you dusty ass, motherfucking whack ass bitch. Like that's crazy. You know, you just own by like talking shit, naming niggas. Naming their wives, doing the most, being nasty. Like, I'm just grossed out. Like, and I hope 
the bitches don't have HIV, and somebody go ahead and, you know what I'm saying, do the one-two combo. But, no, this shit is real. I do remember staying uh, by my mom's house, Jen, and um, when I was younger, I was was with my mom. And I remember this girl, and she was on the corner of my mom's house before there were houses built over there, and she was on the corner getting her ass beat by, like, six niggas. Like, they were stomping her to pieces. And my mom, she, like, tried to go over there. She was like, what the fuck y'all doing? What are y'all doing as a woman? And they told my mom pretty much, like, stay out of this. She gave us all the STD. That's what my mom said. That's what they said. My mom obviously called the police. It was like six niggas stomping the shit and trying to almost kill this one girl. You know what I'm saying? So she called the cops. But that was just an STD that they could have gotten a shot and gotten rid of. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is something that you can't even get rid of. So that's crazy. And I'm also glad my mom should get her ass beat, too, because them were some young young dudes, and they was, like, really beating shit out that girl. And I just remember looking, like, from the house, like, what is going on? And mom like, I'm calling the police. It was horrible. Um, but, yeah, what do you think, Jen, about Georgia woman, uh, so, you know? So go ahead. Um, first, I'm going to say, like, respond to what you said. I think that guys like partly with that situation, they can only be mad at themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like you but it sounds like for me was they probably was it was probably some room full of niggas running the train on this one girl. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. the thing mm-hmm. like if a girl's gonna sit here and allow you to run a train on her or not allow, whatever, but if you whatever's going on and you all have a sex with this one person in this room, like do you honestly think that it is Smart to, for one, be having sex with her, but if you want to have sex with her, to not even be used protection, so that's on you. Um, right. Did, did, and now you want to be there. Did, like, did she actually have? Did she actually have HIV? Yeah, or, the girl in the uh, in the show. I mean, the girl who went on the, on the. Yeah. Did she actually have HIV? So, so she said that she didn't. She uh, she proved. Uh, she showed the police. Uh, HIV negative test that she took back in September of 2018, but it is now, you know, August of 2019, and she was going to have gotten HIV in all of that time, that time frame. So she went ahead and she did take another test, and they are currently awaiting the status of that test. Okay. Honestly, I but feel she like she probably don't have it. Yeah, I feel like she probably don't have it. Yeah. Because, uh, like, if I remember back in the day, it was this lady um, that was in Detroit, and this was, like, back when shit was, like, went viral, and it was, like, a whole different, you know, um, the lady, she was living in Detroit, she was, like, a prostitute or whatever, and she had, um, was there how she gave all these guys HIV, and she was just, like, Paul, you have the HIV virus, and honestly, I feel like you probably reinfected me. And Steve, you have the HIV virus, and Derek, I gave you like you just named it like random niggas, and um, so they ended up same thing. She ended up getting arrested. They had to take a blood test. Turned out she was lying, and it was just from all her porno site. But she said that she just wanted to bring awareness to people who want to get tested and to not just be going to have unprotected sex with women because they look a certain way, like just because they're prettier, you know. Um, 
But, yeah, she was just lying the whole time. But I remember it's like, a big deal. And it was, like, really scary. Like, people were watching it. It's like, oh, my God, people are knowingly giving people HIV. But the whole time she was, she didn't have it. It was just some sort of deal. But not to say that doesn't happen because we have talked about it on here. But it was a guy who had gave HIV to six different men. Um, but to me, I feel like to go bragging about it, I just feel like it's just some sort of like cloud chasing. She wants to be extra, you know, and, and for no reason, you know. But it just goes back to people People need to get tested and people need to use protection when they are having sex at the end of the day. It's just like you cannot be having unprotected sex with people, period. Unless you're, like, in a committed relationship and you trust the relationship that you're in, and at the end of the day, if you were given an STD, that's ultimately a form of you because you decided to have safe sex with this person, but, you know, even in a committed relationship, you just have to be really mindful and responsible, period. Like, I personally did not have, you know, unprotected sex until the relationship I'm in now, and that's because it is very, very serious. I do trust him. He trusts me. We've never cheated on each other. You know, it's just, it just takes a lot. And, it, and for me to even go there, it it took a while, you know. So it's, you just have to be really mindful and yeah. really careful of what you're putting out there, you know. And, and, you know, trust whatever happens. I mean, it's just, you know, it is what it is. I mean, it's, it's, it's fucked it's up to true. say, but it's just like people still getting STDs in 2019. It's just like you know what you were doing. You 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 know what everything's capable of, and you still chose to go and have sex with this guy, excuse me, or go and have sex with this girl that you barely knew. You know what I'm saying? It's like, what did you expect was going to come from yeah, that? Yeah, exactly. Having sex with this person, you know, so. I mean, that's pretty much it. All right, y'all. Well, we're going to go ahead and kind of tune in a little bit more on this topic with our question of the day. So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and move on to that. All right, guys. So as I just recently mentioned, we're going to go ahead and kind of discuss our question of the day uh, pertaining to pretty much our topic that we just had now. Why don't people get tested or use protection when they decide to have, you know, sex or get serious with someone new? Why is this such a challenge in our generation? Jean, this has never really been a challenge for you. I I know that Jean faithfully always used protection, you know what I'm saying? Um, You know, and he, this was never a challenge for him, but why is this a challenge for so many of our generation, are of, of, you know, older, younger. I mean, you see people out there in their 50s fucking random people, and, like, you're like, girl, did you know that, you know what I'm saying, Bobby had, um, um, did you know? So, just tell us, oh, why do you think? What is your personal opinion? <laughs> um, I think that it just kind of depends on how you were raised, and if, you know, you were never really taught to use protection, or if you started having sex without protection, you know, before you started using protection, it may be hard to, you know, transfer back because, you know, they do say, like, sex without a condom, it does 
feel different, which it does. Mm-hmm. You know, it does feel better having sex without a condom. <laughs> but it's just like, is that is that worth your? I mean, I mean, it does. But it's just like, is that worth your life? Like you know, what I'm saying, you just have to be like realistic. You know, I don't know. I just feel like it's just uh, it's just different reasons, but none of them are smart enough to where someone should not have unprotected sex with someone who, I mean, for someone to, yeah, not have unprotected, to not use protection and they are not in a committed relationship. You know, it, it's never a reason, in my opinion. It's never worked this time. Yeah. What about Yeah, you? I think that I agree with what Jen said. I definitely feel like if you've been taught, you know, if you haven't really been taught, like, okay, I'll just say that I'll just use myself personally as an example. My mom did tell us to always protect ourselves, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I personally feel like when you when you are younger, you know, and you think that you're in love and you've been with this individual for, you know, I mean, yeah, when you were young, two years to be with somebody is a long-ass time. That's what you think. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like, you know, you think that this individual is faithful, and you think, like, okay, I want to go ahead and lose my virginity to this individual. You know what I'm saying? And you you think, like, okay, what do people they do? Well, they have unprotected sex because I've been with you for two years, and, you know, that's, that's what it is. I definitely feel like people should teach their kids more, and I have three sons, you know what I'm saying? So I know that that's going to be a real serious topic of conversation, and I'm going to be using plenty of examples. I'm going to definitely grope them the fuck out where the to the point where they be like, okay, I'm not having sex with nobody unprotected. Even a wife like, nah, bitch, she's going to put a condom on because my mama told me when I was 12 years old about, oh, she showed me the photos, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, I mean, they're going to be grossed out. Um but yeah, I just want to make sure that you know, no, nobody come up with no STDs, HIV, you know, any of that type of shit. Because I'm sure, honestly, by the time my kids become adults and start to have sex and shit like that, like honestly, my young son is only what seven years away from going and possibly having his first sexual encounter, or even younger. You know, he's gonna be seven years old. Motherfucker, he had sex at like twelve and thirteen and shit. Horrible. You know what I'm saying? So. I just want to make sure that when he does and that does come about, you know, that I, I, I'm prepared and I'm ready to have that conversation with him. And I feel like a lot of more parents, they do need to uh, talk to their kids. And I feel like it's hard because people, they first of all, it's hard because people don't want to sit up there. And when you want to have sex with somebody, y'all know how it is. You know what I'm saying? You want to, you, you in a moment, y'all feeling it. You want to go ahead and just, Bust that ass wide open, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, you know, but you don't get tested because it's like, damn, like, you know, this shit gonna take two weeks by the time the test come back, nigga, I don't even know if you gonna fuck somebody else, you know what I'm saying? Like, people, they have all of these reservations instead of being smart about it, you know, um, but I do think that it is a challenge in the generation because a lot of parents aren't talking to their children about what could happen if they do get this STD or what the statistics are currently inside the state that they're in. You know, I feel like my mom, she would be like, look, out of one in every six guys that you're going to have sex with, somebody's going to have an STD. I would be like, whoa, okay, hold up. 
one in every six. Okay, am I going to have six with sex with six guys? Um, okay, but if I do, let me use a kind of what all six of them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like parents, they need to really get down. And also, yeah, down deep. And I also feel like parents are scared to talk to their kids about that type of shit. You know, I like, I, I know my one of my cousins, you know, I went inside her house. She was braiding my hair. And her old, her teenage daughter, I, went, I was just like, so you fucking? Like, you know, and she was just like, she looked at me crazy. And I'm like, what? You have a sex? You doing this and that? You know, I just started talking. And my cousin was just like, no, you know, she she don't be doing all of that. And I'm just like, girl, look at her thighs, Fred. And she definitely fucking somebody. Grown somebody, too. You know, and then uh, maybe about a week or two afterwards, she was like, yeah, she having sex, this and that and the other. And I'm like, well, you need to talk to your daughter about this. Like, what are you talking about? She was like, no, nah, I don't want to hear about it. Like, why don't you want to hear about it? If she can't talk to you, her mother, about this type of shit, she wouldn't go running around to her stupid-ass friends and talk to her dumb-asses about the shit. You know what I'm saying? You the one with the experience. You have actually caught something that you can't get rid of. But you need to talk to her because she won't be put in a situation like you were when you were younger and didn't have anybody to talk to. You know what I'm saying? Parents, they just need to get more aggressive. My mom, okay, I'm going to wrap this up, guys. My mom is very, very, very explicit. I mean, I'm about to be 29 this year. My mom talks to me about every goddamn thing. I mean, she talks too fucking much. I'd be like, Mom, okay, I don't need to fucking know that. Like, really? But I do appreciate how open she is with me. And I'm definitely planning, I'm not going to be as open as she is with my sons, obviously. But I'm definitely going to have those conversations with them sooner rather than later. You know what I'm saying? I already asked my kids now if anybody touches on their private areas or stuff like that. Yes, because those are the type of shit that you have to do when you have children. You know what I'm saying? And as they get older, it's going to get more like, okay, how are you feeling? Or talk to your daddy. You know what I'm saying? And, and try and figure out, we'll try and make sure that our kids are using protection so they won't have to come home and say, mom, I'm about to die in six years because I still have one age. You know what I'm saying? So, yes, that was a lot, y'all. That was a lot. But I talk to y'all kids, for real, because it's, it's serious. It's some serious ass shit out here. And remember, Jen, when we were just talking about a few months ago about how the HIV rate in Milwaukee, ex- like, I mean, no, the herpes rate is, like, recklessly crazy out here in Milwaukee. Like, I'm glad I'm moving mm-hmm. next year. But, like, it's, like, I can't, my son is only six years old. But I can definitely see him having sex with, like, you know what I'm saying, somebody that's, you know, a bit older, an older woman. You know what I'm saying? Like, all these old-ass bitches got HIV. So it's like, I mean, uh, herpes. So it's like, no, motherfucker. I'm going to definitely educate him on that. So, yeah. That's what I'm saying, y'all. That's all. That's all. Um, Is there anything you like to add to the topic, or do you want to go ahead and end the show this evening? We can go ahead and end the show. All right, you guys. We're gonna go ahead and end the show. Um, before we end the show, Jen, is there anything that you like to confess your love to this evening? That's not a TV show. No. Um. I, like I said, we can go ahead and end the show. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but I don't have anything. Bro, because I'm about to beat your ass. Don't come at me like that. Don't come at me like that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. All right, guys. Well, I'm going to confess my love once again for my twins. You know, they sitting up here. They getting so big. They I, I was like, look, and I was like, I'm about to be like, well, family member, are you confessing your love for this week? <laughs> my babies, my twins. 
how they they getting up, they pretty much walking, pretty much, you know, and just doing the strength, and they talking so much, talking mama and bad dad, and repeating everything after me, and they just such such good little kids, and just awesome. They growing so quick, and it's truly amazing. It's truly amazing to have three sons, you know, no daughters. I'm gonna gain three daughters in law. You know, so crazy too. Just mom was like, um. She's cleaning out her house slowly. She was just like, Bean, uh, are you going to, do you, want me, do you want to keep these clothes, these kids' clothes, these boys' clothes, or do you want to go ahead and, you know, let me let me go ahead and donate them? I said, well, you can go ahead and donate them. I was like, I'm not having any more kids. And then she was just like, well, don't let them discourage you from having a daughter. And I'm like, Ma, I'm so serious. Like, I'm not having any more kids. Like, I know I'm talking to you guys now. If I have any more kids, I'm telling you guys, it would definitely be by accident because um, it's too much. It's too much, okay? All right. <laughs> but that being said, guys, we're going to go ahead. Right. Yes, three boys, bro. Like, mm, mm, mm. it's a struggleization, especially with Gio. But I'll talk to you about that after the show because I'll be about ready to go ahead. And, mm, one, two, one, two. You know what I'm saying? Adonis Creed is asking. You know what I'm saying? Adonis Creed. All right, you guys. We're going to go ahead and end the show this evening. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to our show this evening. You can expect to hear from us next Sunday at the same time, 6.30 Central, 7.30 Eastern. And we want to hear from you, so don't forget to like, comment, rate, and subscribe. Tag us in that drama. And send us those confessions at confession the number two us at gmail.com. This is your host, Angel Bandrina. And I'm your host, John Othello. And you are listening to the one and the only confession. Good night, babe. <laughs> Good night, monkey. <laughs>